You're listening to the Alpha Man Project with your host, Ted Rice. Would you like to be bigger, leaner, and stronger? Do you want to develop the confidence to go after what you want in life? Or how about becoming the man that women want to be with? It doesn't matter if you're a successful CEO or working 9 to 5. We're here once a week to empower you to reach your full potential so you can live life on your own terms. You deserve greatness. Now it's time to make it happen. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Find it all at alphamanprojects.com. Now back to the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Ted Rice, your host, and I'm back with another episode of The Alpha Man Project. And today, I have an awesome guest for you. His name is Sean Stevenson. He is the creator of The Model Health Show, featured as the number one nutrition fitness podcast on iTunes, and a leading health expert who's transformed the lives of thousands of people around the world, a graduate of the University of Missouri, St. Louis, with a background in biology and kinesiology. Sean went on to be the founder of Advanced Integrative Health Alliance, a successful company that provides wellness services for both individuals and organizations worldwide. Sean is also a dynamic keynote speaker who has spoken for TEDx, universities, and numerous organizations with outstanding reviews. So that's Sean. He's going to be talking to us about sleep, about how hormones affect weight loss, how it's not all about calories, and that's how he's going to help you become an alpha man. What's up, Sean? How you doing? What's up, Ted? I'm doing great, man. Great to be here. Absolutely. Sean, I always kick things off with a quote. Do you have a quote for us? This is one of my favorite quotes ever. It says, I like things to happen. And if they don't happen, I like to make them happen. And that was from Winston Churchill. And it's just one of those things that really, for me, provides a progressive attitude. And especially in the field that we're in, a lot of people think that things should just come to them. But in reality, you've got to be proactive. You've got to get out and make things happen for yourself. And of course, we need to have a vision of what we want and then have our goals. But it doesn't just magically like unicorns come out and rainbows for the results to come. So for me, it's just really being aggressive when we need to be, especially being an alpha male and applying that. But aggressive does not mean like we're running around like clubbing women over the head with clubs and things like that. It means that we are being assertive in the things that we want and being clever and having different tools to use. And just bottom line is just making things happen. And that's really what it means to me, man. I just love that quote. Yeah, you know, I've heard that one before and it really is just badass. And Winston Churchill is definitely an alpha man. He just really took the lead and made things happen in a really tough time in our history. So that's awesome. And Sean, I think that's a perfect time to talk about your history and your journey and how you got into what you got into because I've read your story and it's super interesting how you came from someone who wasn't really into fitness at all and fitness kind of changed around your life. So can you share with the listeners your story about how you got into what you're doing now? Sure. I mean, my story is pretty interesting. I had no idea that I would be in this field whatsoever. Like I thought I would go to college and maybe be like a CFO of some Fortune 500 company or something like that. Some programmed idea that I thought would be the right thing to do. And what fate had different things in store for me. When I was 20 years old, while I was in college, I got diagnosed with something called degenerative disc disease. 
So basically my spinal disc were deteriorating. You know, like even as I'm saying the title, it's like, it sounds so bad, like you're dying or something, but it's just a condition that physicians put labels on so they can put you into a box and categorize things so that they can use a certain standard of care, which usually sucks. So <laughs> let me regress a little bit. Okay, so 20 years old and I got this diagnosis and I go in to see my doctor and I'm having problems walking, like my leg isn't working right and it's just really frustrating. And I'm like, okay, doc, so what's going on? He had me go get an MRI, which I'm like, why am I getting an image of my back? Like my leg is what's messed up. And I didn't understand anything about the connection of the body. I was so just disenfranchised and just distracted. And I had no clue about what's most important about us, which is learning our own body. So he sits me down, he shows me the MRI, and he says that you have this degenerative disease and you have these two ruptured discs in your back. This is what's causing you this pain. I was like, okay, I got it. I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. So how do we fix this? And he looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, son, I'm sorry, but there's nothing that we can do about this. You have the spine of an 80 year old. And I was just like, my brain, it didn't register at that moment. That didn't make any sense to me. So I actually asked him again. I was like, because I was used to working with my trainers, like, because I did play sports as well. And they would patch me up or whatever. And you get back out there and you play. And I asked him this specific question. And I have no idea why I asked it to this day, but I guess maybe it was like my inner guidance system or my spirit or something asked this question, my spirit animal or something asked this question. And the question was, okay, so does this have anything to do with what I'm eating? Should I change the way I'm exercising? What should I do? And again, he looked at me like with frustration this time. And he said that this has nothing to do with what you're eating. Wow. And with that, he wrote me a prescription to eat some pills. Okay. So he said, this has nothing to do with what I'm eating, but then he told me to eat pills. That's the type of logic that I was dealing with at the time. And I put my trust and my belief into him because that's what I was told to do, that he had all the answers. And so long story short, two and a half years go by and I'm fitted with a back brace and I'm on all these medications and I've gained all this weight and I'm on bed rest and I can't do anything and I'm just progressively worse every day. It's hard to talk about, man, just in this pain that, you know, I couldn't even sleep at night. If I just moved and changed position, the pain would wake me up. Yeah. And it wasn't until two and a half years later, I was sitting on my bed about to take my medication to go to sleep that I made the decision right then to get well. I was done. I was fed up with putting my stock into other people who were literally telling me that it was impossible. And I made the decision that come what may, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to have my life again. Not just get my life back. I think that's a problem with people. You don't wanna get your life back. You wanna have a better life. Right. You wanna take the experience that you've had and create something better. And I wanted a better life. And so I put a plan in action. And that was the first night that I slept through the night since I had been diagnosed. It wasn't like, again, like butterflies and unicorns came out and rainbows, but something changed. The energy around me changed and I put a plan together. And six weeks later to that day, the pain was completely gone. It was as if nothing had ever happened to me. And I went back to see my doctor shortly thereafter and he took a scan and this is what he said. And this is what many of my patients have said since then. He said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. My disc had retracted and there was a little bit more juiciness to my disc, basically regeneration, which he told me regeneration was impossible. And that was the last time I saw my doctor. And that's when also <laughs> I began to study everything that I could about the human body, about this particular disease, what causes it really, and what reverses it. And just to share with everybody, because there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with back issues and even degeneration of your joints. 
I've got programs with like, it's called regrow your knees, spinal condition, shoulder issues. But the bottom line is this, is that your body requires the raw materials that it needs to rebuild you, to regenerate you. If you don't give your body those raw materials, it's like robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of thing. And there's only a certain place that your body can go. And for me, I discovered that there was, I was in a state of acidosis. So basically my body, everybody's body requires calcium just to clot your blood. And for your body, there's a hierarchy of needs. Your blood is a little bit more important than your bones, than your spinal disc. So your body's like, I've got to take care of his blood first so we can keep this fool alive. So hopefully he can get his stuff together. So it was leaching the calcium from my spine, from my bones, from my hips, because I even broke my hip, which is another crazy story. Whoa. And it was pulling the calcium from those places to aid in my blood building. Now, so with that known, with that said, I was like, well, okay, well, I need to guzzle some milk, right? Like, got milk, that's the calcium. Uh, not really. When I went to school, got trained in nutrition, which I got taught the wrong stuff in school. We were taught that the best source of calcium was gonna be from milk, but the thing is, that's not bioavailable, okay? That milk has been pasteurized, homogenized. Mendela's table of elements, like the periodic table, okay. that's a morgue, that's a broken, <laughs> when you see those like MG, that's magnesium, or you see you know, the copper or the germanium, that's ash. That's what the minerals look like when they're dead. What about when it's alive? And the, the greatest source of bioavailable magnesium is in green foods. It's like the plant blood. It's the center molecule of the plant cells, okay? It's this very center. And ours is slightly different. It's very similar to human blood. The center of ours is iron, okay? So we've got hemoglobin and the plants got chlorophyll. Okay, and we got hemoglobin and blood plasma as well. But anyways, I don't want to get too crazy with that stuff. But bottom line is, when you get that stuff into your body, it can start to heal you. You're giving your body these nutrients that it hasn't had before, especially in my case, yeah, right. because I was on the college diet. I was eating like <laughs> Papa John's and like McDonald's for breakfast and donuts. And I'm surprised I made it to 20 without getting this problem. We can get more into, into what I did to get well later, but it's a pretty crazy story, but I'm thankful for it because that helped me to get on my mission. And people saw the change that took place because it was pretty impressive physical change and started asking me for help. And I was still in school, so I changed my focus from business to health and started helping people. That's what I do for my living. Yeah, man, that is such an awesome story and something I personally relate to. That's a big part of why I got into the fitness field. I started having all these injuries in my joints and you talk to these so-called experts, which I think there's a place for doctors, but yeah. if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? And you've gone much further than that and you went into like, okay, well, what the hell is our body made out of? And it sounds like you figured out, hey, there's no blood coming to the disc. We need to get water in there and whatever else that you figured out that we need in there. And I would love to get into that. Yeah. Man, I just love that story and how you took control there. And yeah, there is a lot of BS out there with mainstream medicine. It's like they're good for some things, but for some things, for other things like yeah. these degenerative conditions, right? we need other information. So yeah. Sean, let's get into some of the things that you recommend people to do. Obviously, staying away from the fast food and all that yeah. uh, is one thing, but what are some specific recommendations just for general health? Okay. Well, I want to point something out that you just mentioned, which is the fact that, you know, we've got some amazing physicians in our country and around the world. And the thing that we really need to understand is that even the word doctor means teacher. 
you know, mm-hmm. but we've got a severe lack of that now. We're not really getting educated by our physicians. They're not taking the time because often cases they don't have the time. And they're also not up to date on the latest information about like real foundational health. So like nutrition, exercise, the things that make you, you. And they're taught, they're wonderful for trauma. You right. know, like if you get into a, an accident, like please take me to the hospital, yes. But if we're talking about chronic diseases, if we're talking about even acute diseases or even acute things like, we can't even cure a cold, man. You know, like <laughs> we're so far behind in that, but everything is changing now, but especially with like integrative medicine and things of that nature. But like I said, these are the smartest minds in the world. But if you take very smart people and you teach them the wrong thing, they become very good at doing the wrong thing. Right. Okay. So again, starting to pay attention to a lot of my clients, I've got an appointment with a doctor who has an appointment with me actually this week. So a lot of my clients are doctors. I'm the doctor's doctor now. You know, it's kind of <laughs> weird, but just to figure this stuff out and to have a different conversation about, because when we're in school and we learn about biology, we don't really relate it to ourselves. So how do I work at a cellular level? What's going on with my DNA and my genetics? Like, why is my body printing out this kind of copy of me? And this is where I look at food. Because food isn't just food, it's information. And this information will literally start to elicit programs based on what you're deciding to eat. You know, it could be a banana or it could be a banana nut muffin. Both of those things are going to immediately activate and elicit certain programs that are going to influence your DNA. We know this now in the field of nutrition that what you eat immediately impacts your DNA. And as a matter of fact, even the water that you drink, just a 1% decrease in your hydration level, your optimal hydration level can damage your DNA. And again, our physicians are not so distant from talking about these things and they'll just throw out things. Like I just had a patient in here today and her doctor told her, well, you need to exercise. And she's like, he didn't tell me what to do. So actually getting educated on what exactly we need to do to achieve the health and wellness that we truly want to have. So Sean, he was probably overweight and eats fast food when he's not eating those expensive dinners out at the steakhouse. That's just too easy, man. I mean, it's just that's too easy. When I have a client come in who's like, you know, yeah, I just had McDonald's yesterday, but I had a salad. No, I mean, it's just the same old stuff, man. I mean, obviously... One of the biggest things that people can do to really shift in and become the alpha version of themselves is to stop putting low quality fuel into their body, low quality food. When these fast food establishments are really built on that premise, I mean, giving you things like this high fructose corn syrup and factory farmed animal meats. And I mean, just the whole process is just sickness. You're just eating sickness. And also the hydrogenated oils and all this stuff has like been banned in certain cities and states, even California's banned it. This is still in a lot of fast food. And hydrogenated oils, basically it's taking a flimsy oil substance, like a vegetable oil, so-called. Now, I got a thing about vegetable oil, man. Yeah. It's not like, it's not kale oil. It's not broccoli <laughs> oil. It's like, this is like soy oil or canola oil, which canola is basically a rapeseed. You know, it's like a genetically engineered random type of thing. And they take that flimsy oil and then they put it through a hydrogenation process. So exposing it to hydrogen, which creates a molecule that's very, very close to being plastic. Right. So people are eating like this spreadable plastic or they put it into products like cookies and chips and breads and things like that to give it a longer shelf life because it makes it more stable because it's plastic, right? (laughs) So these hydrogenated oils 
or HO or a hose, you can call them hose for short. <laughs> okay. I call them hose. And these hose will really mess you up, man. And in many different ways. So please understand, just avoiding that whole industry is gonna be your best bet. And what does that bring us back to? That brings us back to strategy and understanding that like we're surrounded by a jungle of ridiculous food choices, you know? Now we have to be prepared when we go out into this wilderness. As an alpha male, we've got to make sure that we've got our food prepared. We've got a strategy. We know where we're going to eat or we've already got our food made. And starting to make your own food or having your partner, your loved one, your spouse, your mate to help to prepare your food as well is a wonderful strategy that humans have been doing for a long time. When you get out here, you're not in a situation where it's like, well, you know, I just got to run in here to Arby's or whatever. Or I was on the go, Sean. You don't understand. I had to get those nuggets, man. I was going to die. Ugh. You're not going to die, first of all. You're not going to die if you miss a meal. That's one of the big controversies, too, with like with eating six meals a day and with the intermittent fasting, which we can get into that in a little bit. So, But to just really boil down your question, one of the biggest foundational things that people can do to transform their health is to just eat real food. Eat food that you can recognize where it came from every meal, every day. And, of course, every now and then you can have some indulgence, but we want to make that the exception and not the rule. So to give everybody an insight about like what food should I eat, I like to give the example of if someone from an indigenous culture that hasn't seen processed food before comes to your house and like looks at all your food and it's just like they see your fruits and vegetables and they're like, oh yeah, we have fruits and vegetables. Then they see like the nuts and seeds and they're like, yeah, we know what that is. Then they see your meat and they're like, yeah, we hunt animals. But then they see the cocoa pebbles. <laughs> then they yeah. see the wonder bread, right? Or whatever, the fancy bread, the seven grain bread, right? And they're just like, what is that? We don't, is that like, is that a bread bush? You know, like that food doesn't have any resemblance of where it came from, you know? And no matter how we want to lie to ourselves and program ourselves that this is real food, it's processed food. It doesn't resemble that place. And you can process food yourself and that would be much healthier. So you can take the almonds because almond milk is processed food. Right. When you take the almonds and you make it yourself, You've got almond milk and you've seen the process, you know where it comes from. And it's a whole different experience. And not saying like you can't buy almond milk, that's all good, but you just wanna be aware. Like if you are gonna buy almond milk, make sure that you're getting everything else that you're gonna have in that meal to be recognizable food. So maybe you're using the almond milk to make like this green smoothie or whatever, they're super popular now, but you've got like a ridiculous amount of like spinach that's going in the blender and you've got like some mango and some blueberries and then you got like your raw chocolate powder the cacao powder going in there and you've got your maca for your libido and your brain function your endocrine system and you've got the hemp seeds for your protein all that stuff is real food looks like you can recognize where it came from blend that bad boy up and there you've got something that can keep you sustained it's gonna hydrate you with the different structured water that's gonna be found in the plants it's just so amazing what we have access to now today, man. And yeah. No, that's just awesome. And the thing that you said that really changed me just from listening to it, just from a few minutes of talking with you is food is information. And I've studied biology and that just was like, whoa, he is so right. Sean, I mean, that's one of the most important things I think I've ever heard. Not only is it these calories, right, but it's got all this other stuff in it, the micronutrients, the magnesium and the chlorophyll, and the phytonutrients and the bioflavonoids or whatever else right. is in there. And it tells your body what to do. And if you're not giving your body the right information via your food, 
it's going to do something that's not right. that's going to be less than optimal you're going to right. be fat or you're going to get disease and man that was just so powerful and sean you mentioned something about water and you said something about the type of water yeah <laughs> can you go into that a little bit how much water should we be drinking and what type of water should we have this is pandora's box right here man uh, uh, okay okay so <laughs> here's the deal with the water most people, when we think, and what I was taught in school was that water is H2O, right? right? H2O. And we've got the uh, two hydrogens and an oxygen. So it's H2O. And we just need to get clean H2O from anywhere. The reality is this, is that water is not just H2O. H2O, like given intravenously or given as a way of like just driving the H2O, pure H2O into somebody, they become mineral deficient. You can kill somebody like that. Right. Water is not just H2O. It's H2O with other things dissolved into it. Okay, because water is a solvent. It's called the universal solvent. So we need to have the right amount of those things, which are minerals for our body. We need to make sure the water is not too hard, which is basically it's a very mineral dense water and also not lacking in minerals because that can literally leach minerals from our body for our body to try to process it because it gets into things like being able to open up the channels for it to actually hydrate our cells, which are these things called aquaporins. There's these little channels, these protein channels that allow water to get into the cells and hydrate us. But that's a whole nother thing. I want to get into go down that track. But yeah, and just to interject there for a second, Sean, for you listeners out who are listening to Sean and you're like, man, I don't know about that. He's right on the money with what he's saying. And there is even something called hyponatremia where every once in a while a marathon runner or you know some extreme endurance athlete will drop dead because they drank too much H2O. Look it up and it'll tell you exactly that they drank so much water that it actually leached the sodium out of their body and right. caused their brain to swell and they died as a result. So just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Throw out man. the brain swelling and the dying. <laughs> throw that out there. Well, yeah, and it's what you said. I don't think because I read that in my chemistry mm. book and yeah. it just really stuck with me. I read in my chemistry book years ago, but it really stuck right. with me. I'm like, man, you can die from drinking too much water. Like right. who would yeah. have ever thought that? But you, what you're saying is making so much sense. Right. So how do we get the right type of water? Well, we need structured water. Now, first of all, what we're exposed to in our world, in our modern society, especially you know here in the United States, we are so, so fortunate because we have access to running water and it's safe in a way, okay? It's safe in a way. And right, it doesn't but, have any microorganisms in it right, that are gonna. Yes, that's the thing. So it won't sick. kill you that way, but here's how it will kill you. So, water, the biggest particulate matter that's found in many municipal tap waters, the biggest particulate matter found in many municipal tap waters is tissue paper and tampon paper. Oh, man. Okay? So because water, it's going through this cycle now, like we've literally disrupted the hydrological cycle and we're basically recycling the water that we've used already. And also there was a recent research coming out of California showing that they checked one municipality and they found all these different traces of pharmaceutical drugs in the water supply that's coming out of people's faucet. And it's because so many humans now, we're drinking, you know, we're taking all these drugs and then we're pissing in the water. We're also having bowel movements in the water. So they found, and I actually did a podcast about this a while, long, long time ago. They found very interesting levels, and I'm not gonna say like they're significant or they're not significant, but they found them of antidepressants, of chemotherapy drugs, of statins, 
in the drinking water, man. So right. I just want people to be aware of this. And then what do we use to treat it? The number one thing used is chlorine. And chlorine, that's mustard gas. That's where mustard gas is made from. And please understand that chlorine, it's a very, very strong antibiotic. And basically when you're drinking chlorine continuously, you're destroying your friendly bacteria in your gut. It's like taking an antibiotic every day. So you can disrupt your body's ecology. And when that happens, it's gonna leave you susceptible to infection, to internal infection, which can lead to all manner of issues from autoimmune diseases, like skin issues, thyroid issues, degenerative issues, like with your joints, things like that, all the way to just basic gut dysbiosis to where you're not digesting your food properly and you've just got puffy stomach and none of that stuff doesn't, you know, the stuff is not very sexy. So chlorine is a big problem. And I'm just going to leave it there because I can get on and on with the stuff in there. But just understand when you get a little Brita, like a little water filter, it says it on the package that this removes the smell and taste of chlorine, but it doesn't remove the chlorine. It can't. And guess who Brita is made by? Clorox. No. That's the deal, man. You're right. So it's just like they're making money off of something. It's just hilarious. So what I want to encourage people to do is to start to seek out higher quality water. The number one source for me is going to be spring water. And I actually have my spring water right here. And I'm a big advocate of spring water because this water has been underground in what are known as aquifers for hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of years incubating. And this water is the most cleanest, purest thing that you'll probably ever touch in your life because it's been protected and away from like the industrial revolution and the recent agricultural movement. It hasn't seen any of this pollution that we have in our world today. Wow. Yeah. Just a quick question. Cause I drink spring water too. I drink rolling spring water, yeah. but man, I'll be honest. I'm not sure I want to get water from a natural source because of all the reasons you mentioned, and I've been doing that. But how do we figure out what spring water yeah. is what, you know? Yeah. Well, a friend of mine, Daniel Vitalis, he's got a website. It's called findaspring.com, findaspring.com. And you can actually go to that website and look around and see if there's some local springs in your area. And people have posted up. I mean, it started off, it was like 10 springs. Now there's like hundreds of springs on there. It would shock you. And it's such a healing experience and empowering, like, again, alpha male type of experience to go and get your own blood because water becomes your blood within seconds. This is like no other substance in the world and how it's able to integrate and become you. And again, this water is highly structured because, again, it's been through the Earth's water filter. So when we make a water filters, we're trying to replicate what the earth does itself. And this spring water comes up out of the spring, no matter what temperature it is around you. It's like ice cold, just amazing. And it's very, it has these levitational properties to it because it's like, how is this water like flying up out of the ground, right? And all we seem to know about in our culture is the opposite of levitation. It's basically decline and dehydration and leaning over and gravitation, gravity, right? Mm. This water can help to literally enliven you. And I, man, I didn't even want to get onto this track too much, but that's option number one is getting spring water. And then if you look to the retail spring waters, you've got to be careful because number one, most of them are actually from artesian wells. They're well water. It's not from a spring. Next is to go to wells. So well water would be the next rung because you're actually drilling down into the aquifer and you're going to harvest the water from there. And that's okay. But the thing is, Nature hasn't really ripened that water yet for it to come up through a spring and present itself. Nature hasn't presented it to you. So you're kind of going and getting immature water in a way. And it's still probably going to be 
much more mineralized, more mineral rich because it hasn't gone through the earth's water filter basically. So it's going to have too many minerals. Sometimes it's going to tend to, but not all the time. It just depends on so many factors. But the commercial waters, number one, they're probably well waters. Number two, you want to make sure that you're not getting it in a plastic bottle. All right. If I catch you drinking plastic water, anybody, well, we actually call it estrogen water. If I'm seeing you drinking out of any of those plastic bottles, because plastics now, and a lot of people are aware of this, the BPA, bisphenol A. Sure. That is a phytoestrogen. It's a phytoestrogen. So that will literally bind to your estrogen receptor sites and turn on activate programs as if it's your body producing estrogen. And men have estrogen, women have estrogen. So this can start to depress your secondary sex characteristics, like make your voice lighter, shrink your testicles, on and on and on. Body hair issues, like it can really start to screw things up for you. And this is, again, this is not an alpha male type thing. So I'm just going to proclaim to any alpha male out there, if you catch a fellow alpha male drinking estrogen water, which is this water that's contained in a plastic bottle, I'm going to encourage you to go and smack that water bottle out of their hand. All right. And here's why. Bisphenol A, a lot of people are aware of this now, that plastic is a petroleum based thing. And this bisphenol A, it's a xenoestrogen. So it will literally bond to your estrogen receptor sites and turn on, activate programs that estrogen can create. So this could potentially give you a lighter voice, shrink your testicles, have issues with you growing your body hair, all kinds of different things like that. But the bottom line is is something that comes up right away that you see a lot. And I'm not even joking about that. It's way too prevalent. You see guys down here on Miami Beach and they're just, they got a little bit of female looking boob growth going on. Those are the moobs, man. The moobs, moobs, man. That's not a good look. No. And estrogen is a big component of that. And we've been eating a lot of our foods out of plastics and drinking our water out of plastic. We call it estrogen water. From now on, when you see that, that's estrogen water. Because plastic doesn't biodegrade like other products does. It photodegrades, which means light breaks it down. And water is a solvent. So you're just creating like a plastic tea, you know, and you're guzzling that down. And it's going to integrate itself into your tissue matrix. And that can create that really hard to get rid of body fat because it's like plasticized body fat. And this is, again, this is looking at a deeper, deeper biochemistry and understanding how powerful what we put into our mouth, how it can affect our outpicturing or our blueprint or our receipt that we get. And just to throw one other thing out for you that I thought about earlier, Ted, was a food like spirulina, for example. And this is an algae, right? So it's kind of weird. Spirulina is the number one protein food that was used by the Aztec Society and very storied culture that we're still talking about today. This was their main source of protein. It's 71% protein by weight. Wow. Loaded with all these other amazing things that makes it a complete superfood, which is the magnesium, tremendous source of magnesium, the chlorophyll. But here's what I want to bring up is the fact that it contains a compound called phycocyanin, okay? And phycocyanin is so interesting because it's literally can mobilize stem cells from your bone marrow This food has the ability to impact stem cells, which is stem cells become anything you need. If you need muscle tissue, if you need brain tissue, if you need cartilage for your knee or for your back or your shoulder, stem cells are the seed cells, but they're mostly locked away in our bone marrow. This food has the capacity to stimulate that secretion, that mobilization in your body. This is how powerful food is. So this is not a joke. This is not like food matters. This is like food is the deal. Food impacts what your genes are doing, what your DNA is doing. 
and things like stem cells is just amazing, man. It's just, I can go on and on about this stuff all day, man. Yeah, I see that. No, that's really important. And, you know, it's good to know that I get my green juice from Whole Foods almost every morning and it's got spirulina in it. And I was quite, I was like, mm, I'm not really sure. I've read a couple things on it, but they sounded a little hypey. But if it's coming from right. you, man, Sean, <laughs> you're one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever heard talk about this stuff. And I've been in fitness for 15 years listening, actually longer than that, but 15 years professionally listening and reading and being educated by different people. And you're just really, you really understand the mechanics down to, like you said, the cellular biochemistry, what's really going on there. So it's just, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. But let's transition into something that I heard on your fat loss code, which was how hormones affect weight loss. Because like I just mentioned, I've been in the fitness industry for a bunch of years. I also friends with a group of people who are like this evidence-based fitness group. And I love the guys and I love what they're doing. But sometimes I don't know if I agree with them 100% when they say that calories in versus calories out are, it's the number one thing. Now that may be true because your testosterone, growth hormone levels, your insulin, there's different hormones that can affect your metabolic rate, but nobody's really talking about that. So what is your view on how hormones affect fat loss, building muscle, health, and what can we do to optimize them? You've reached the end of another episode of the Alpha Man Project. Connect with us at alphamanproject.com. Your feedback is really important to us. It helps us learn, develop, and most importantly, improve our podcast for you. Give us a review on iTunes and receive a free grocery shopping list and four-week muscle-building workout. See you next episode.